Hello, Mutiny Radio listener. It's noon. It's time for the AltaCast. It's uh, not PC, CPCL. Uh, choose poetry, choose life. That's going to be next week. Zooming live from Glasgow, Scotland. Zooming from everywhere, actually, and Edinburgh. Lovely places, lovely people. Andy Talbot and Aaron Gannon, along with myself, your hosts, every other week. But this week, it's AltaCast, but I'm going to be talking with LaToya at 2 during Some Call Me Tim. So I am going to play something from the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Hey, if you've been trying to find us online and our archives aren't there, I'm so sorry. There was this crazy changeover. We got a new website design and then found out the hosting thing we weren't going to host all our stuff and then we got this new thing and now we're hosting the stuff anyways working on it i promise you but thank you for listening live to mutiny radio and enjoy this happy hour from the comedy festival it was a lot of fun And dig some sounds booming out of Jeep where I'm from. Cocoons All right, it's 6 o'clock, everybody. It's time for the happy hour, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy uh, that exists. Yay! I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm in .sf. And it's part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. So tonight I didn't do pre-signs, which is like, I don't know why that was weird. But like all the comments are like, eh, we'll show up whenever or not. It's cool. It's cool. Um, but I'm excited because we've got all kinds of amazing comedians for you tonight, as we always do. At the same time, there's a show at Asiento at 6.30 across the street, so that's going to be fun. So after you do, do sit here, go over the there, get a drink, time, a show support that show. All right. <laughs> I hope that everybody comes in to support their first comedian of the night. Uh, hey, yeah, there we go, there we go. Put your hands together for your very first comedian of the night, everybody. It's Tim Taylor. Right. Where you from? Came walking into this room and they were excited and looked up and disappointed. It is my dating life. Thank you. It is every night of my dating life. Here with the fellas. I just saw a woman walk by, but here are the fellas and and Pam. Pam, congratulations. Keep it going for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Come on. It just kicks butt. Guys all performing tonight, right? Yes, everybody's performing tonight. Right on. Anybody have a dog in here? You do what kind of dog do you have? He's a mutt. Got it. Yeah, I um I like dogs. I was actually running the other day and uh I heard a couple coming up behind me and they had a dog. I could hear the jingling of the leash. And it was gaining on me, and I'm thinking it's going to be a greyhound or a retriever or something really fast. And as it blows by me, I look over. It's a corgi. A corgi passes me. Hello, a corgi. Do you own a corgi, ma'am? No, she does not, but she owns a mask. We appreciate it. There's a corgi that passed me. A corgi is basically like a, a footstool with little paws on the bottom. Do you know who owns corgis? Who owns, anybody know who owns a lot of corgis? The Queen of England. The Queen of England. She owns a lot of corgis because she can keep up with them when she jogs. Yes! Thank you! And then puts her foot up on them when she lays back. The Queen of England. A little Queen of England comedy for you. But, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm dating. I'm single. I, you guys ever walked a puppy down the street? Did you, if, how old's your mutt? What's your mutt's name? Just out of curiosity. Okay, Farley. How did you come up with that name? Was it, was it given? Or did you come up with it? 
<laughs> Very good. Mutton barley. I like that. That sounds like a wonderful uh, dish over at an Irish pub or something like that. Well, I walked. So you had barley when barley was a puppy. I walked a puppy down the street. It is incredible. You're like a drug dealer. Uh, everybody's interested in what you have. They have no, I, no, they do not care about who you are. They just want to stop you and hang out with the puppy. And I was got tons of attention and made the mistake of taking this beautiful seven-month-old retriever to the dog park. Do you take Barley to the dog park? It is controlled chaos. I, is, is it, what, there's, there's like rules and etiquette and what have you. Well, this dog's like really beautiful and lithe, and it's walking up there, and all the dogs, like, they have their 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 uh, their their uh, bulls in their mouths are just like racking them over the fresh fish, like you know, like uh, Shawshank Redemption because the dog is new to them. Wow! Any Shawshank Redemption fans in the crowd? <laughs> get busy living or get busy dying. Hey. Anyways, bringing that dog in there was like bringing a Cub Scout into a rectory. Thank you, thank you. We're just getting really inappropriate. Speaking of hot, how much time do I have, Pam? Is it, uh, is it? <laughs> Shit. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that rule. What happens when I ask, how did I not know that rule? Does that mean I have 30 seconds? Well, here's the deal. So, um, I, I, speaking of hot sex with the Cub Scout and the rectory, I, uh, you know, the, uh, sex for me used to be like tic-tac-toe. It was quick, predictable, and in the end, nobody won. Thank you. Thank you, Mutiny Comedy Festival. But you know, the thing is, is I, I spent the majority of my life thinking the clitoris was an island in Greece. Yeah, it's always there for me. Whenever I needed the clitoris. I know, I know, it's, it's another click comic. We've heard it all, the click comic, I heard it all. Well, what I can tell you is, I'd rather be a click comic than go through the dating episodes I have because dating is like putting my heart through an emotional glory hole. I just stick it through and see what happens. That's the end of my set. Thank you, everyone. Yes. Yay for Tim Taylor. He's a tool, man. Yay, the Cosles are here. Yay. No, not the cops. The Cosles. They're a family of lovely people that love uh, comedy and are, God, I wish my mom loved me. Your next comedian does not want to be on the air because he's going to say things that are so offensive that he can't do it. So what I'm going to do right now is uh, some tricks. So bear with me as a Mutiny Radio listening audience. You're going to listen to some great Diggable Planets music. And we're going to be back in about four minutes with more comedy. But until then, your next comedian, he's going to say such offensive things. He doesn't want to be recorded or on the internet. So put your hands together for Dan Britton. I know the and the funny so thing up. is that what he said wasn't even that offensive or anything. It was really no big deal. Uh, so I'm going to try to fast forward along in this pre-recorded podcast. Uh, blah, 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 And that should be it. Okay.
make the breeze float straight out of our lids. Them, they got boo bodies, hard rock Brooklyn kids. Us floor rush when they DJ booming classics. You pick the crew on the fattest hip hop record. He touched the kinks and sinks into the sounds. She frequents deep, fatter joints called undergrounds. Our funk zooms like you hit the Mary Jane. They flock to booms, man, boogie had to change. Who freaks the clips with mad amount percussion? Where kinky hair goes to unthought of dimensions. So fly, cause hip hop kept some drama. When butterfly rock the light, new sway boomers. What by the cut, we push it off the corner. Yay! Dan Britton, everyone. You didn't get to hear him on the radio listening audience, but uh, I'm gonna put some music up and we're gonna get right back with uh, You Get to Listen Now, people out there. Okay, here we go. Sending junkie rhythms right down your block. We beat to rap, what key beat to lock, but I'm cool like that. 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 I'm cool like that, I'm cool like that, I'm cool. Queen be the chocolates, taps on my raps. She innovates after sweet and cat naps. He at the funk club with the vibrate. Then they be crazy down with the five It can't kick a plan, then a crowd burst. Me, I be digging it with the bug burst. Us, we be freaking till dawn, peace and I. He gets a stranger smile, so I say hi. Who understood, yeah, understood the plans. Him, her, the beat, and put it to his hands. Hey, everybody. That was weird because we, we're off the air, but we're on the air, and everything's great. Aaron's a diggable planet's lovely. So is your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Drew Wilson McGrath. Yay! And I'm chill like that. I'm chill like that. I'm chill like that. I'm chill like that. Are we, we're on the radio? What's wrong with Nazis? What? They're creative, right? No, okay, nobody nobody needs to agree with that in here. Uh, don't keep it going for the Nazis. Do keep it going for me and the comic prior to me. Great job. Fuck everything. Like it? That was a fuck list designed to get fucked, if I'm not wrong, right? Like, somebody in this room is going to fuck that guy later just to get him to stop writing fuck lists, I think, maybe. Oh, I'm an angry guy from Portland. How you doing, huh? Portland's great. Fun place. Lots of gays up there. Keep it going for the gays. Radio? Yeah. Everybody on the other end of the radio is going, eh, yeah, okay. We didn't say what kind of gays. My parents are the lesbian kind of gays. Do we still like them? Real Home Depot gays. They don't drive, no, they're real gays. They drive trucks, both of them. <laughs> they fuck a Subaru. They'll run a f Subaru off the road, right? They're like, fuck this shit. Get out of my parking spot at Home Depot, you compact son of a bitch. I've heard my mom say that before. I grew up with two moms, which is great, until my friends' moms would try to co-adopt me when I wasn't at my parents' house because I got along with them so well. I'd have a woman tell me, hey, I'm your away-from-home mom, and then another woman would say, I'm your at-school mom, and I would tell that woman, listen, Leslie, I just need somebody who's going to show me how to pee standing up. That would be great if we could... We could get to that one real quick. I would really, I've been wiping my dick with toilet paper for the last seven years to get it clean, you know, and that's not how it's supposed to work. Tepid audience, okay, how about we're gonna, we're gonna roll right into it. I need the energy of somebody who's gonna show me I don't need to use Vagisil when I itch down there. That's the best part. A lot of quiet men in the audience right now that don't know what Vagisil is. Good, it's a facial moisturizer that you can put on when you're feeling extra wrinkly and dry, you put it on there, it makes you look like Ellen DeGeneres. I don't know what to tell you. You know, keep it going for wrinkle cream. I know people look at me and they're like, your parents aren't gay, you lying son of a bitch. You just use that to try to get into the cockles of people's hearts. And yeah, a little bit, but no, very gay. Uh, I inherited my mom's ass, if you can't tell, on this small stage. I... I, radio, you can't see this radio. I'm bearing my ass to five really concerned people right now. 
There you go. Look at that. I got the ass of a seasoned lesbian. You know what I mean? Like a real steakhouse les. Just extra salt, back of a fucking Morton's, making demands. That's the kind of lesbian energy that I've got, you know? People used to ask me growing up, they're like, what was it like not having a dad? I'm like, it really wasn't that much different than you think. My mom drives a bigger truck than I do. She's... <laughs> She's got more guns than I do, right? She's pretty bad. And she figured out what's wrong with the WNBA a long time ago. She says, hey, those women don't wear short enough shorts. That was my mom's idea. She's like, oh, they keep complaining about how they're not making any money. Hey, pants down, salaries up, ladies. Start a fucking OnlyFans, all right? Stop kvetching. You got your target market right there. You're on television like once a week if you're in L.A. Good for you. All right, stop, stop hating on the gays, Drew. Oh, I miss my parents. Hey, how you doing? Don't look so concerned. This isn't a soapbox. Okay. How do you feel about global warming? It is real. Anybody else? Global warming, right? Let it happen. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> let it happen. Are we really going to miss any of the animals that can't float upstream when all the icebergs melt? Are we really? Are we going to miss pufferfish? You ever seen a puffer fish? It's the pocket pussy of the ocean. Why are we trying to save these things? Even the people that discovered them didn't like puffer fish. They called it a goddamn puffer fish, you know? They, there you go. That's appropriate timing. Hey, turtles, am I right? Okay. <laughs> Fuck turtles, you know? They'll die with global warming. They can live to be 103. You know what else lived to be 103? My grandfather, all right? And he killed three Germans during the war. The Vietnam War, all right? Let's be really careful. He was like, I have PTSD. I'm like, bro, you're an accountant. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're doing the wrong thing right now. I have 30 seconds left, which isn't enough time to do a sheep fucking joke, so um, do it anyway. All right, radio, there we go. Anybody here shop at Safeway? There you go. Last time I did that joke here, somebody said, too expensive. You have class. Keep it going for yourself. Jesus Christ. I think Safeway messed up on not having their own name brand condoms. I got to be honest with you. That feels like a really easy sell. I got a cautious chuckle out of you. I'm going to roll with the joke. Safeway condoms are really easy, right? You can market them to 18-year-olds and be like, hey, have sex in the backseat of your first Corolla, the Safeway, you know? You go out to farm country, you know, like Concord near here, the joke changes. It's like, hey, find out how useful a sheep really is, the safe way. San Francisco doesn't like the sheep fucking jokes. I don't know what it is. Oregon loves it, and maybe that's just their thing. I don't know what to tell you. Don't fuck sheep. That joke's messed up, but the last time I did that joke, a guy came up to me afterward and said, hey, you don't need to wear condoms when you're having sex with the sheep. <laughs> you can't get STDs from a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hey, man, you need to leave this petting zoo immediately. This is getting really awkward for everybody. Come back after 7. We have a red light special. Hey, give it up for Pam. Drew Wilson McGrath, everyone. And you can see him later on tonight across the street at Asiento. I hope that after you... Do your set here. You saunter on over to Asiento up on the corner. They have a big star thing on there. And buy a drink and hang out and watch the comedy show. And that would be amazing, because why not? Your next comedian, he's all the way from L.A., and I'm so excited every time he's here. And I, I really, I, I love his trajectory as a comic, what's happening with him right now. Put your hands together, everybody, for Isaiah Castillo. 
That guy's ass was fucking huge, dude. It's a big ass, man. Oh my god. You have that teacher ass, dude. Yeah, that, dude, teachers have the biggest asses known to mankind. I don't know. It's like all the Diet Coke just goes straight there. Like I, like big old asses, man. He has that Harriet Tubman ass, you know? Like, can I say that? Is that fine? But dude, Harriet Tubman had cake, man. He had that big old fucking ass. You could put a coffee cup on that thing, man. Oh my god. My teacher missed off her, dude. She had an ass and a half, bro. My third grade teacher, bro. She hit me in the head with the ass. I fell to the ground. I, she goes to help me. Hits another kid with the ass. Like, this ass was catching hands. Like, we called her the ass-slinging slasher. That's what we called her. That's a SpongeBob reference. I'm 23, dude. I fuck it. I know I look like I'm 30 with a gambling addiction, but <laughs> I'm fucking 23, man. I got beard privilege. All right? It's cool. Um, I do. I just did my 23 and me over the pandemic, uh, and I'm adopted. So let's play a game I like to call... Am I Israeli or Palestinian? Would you like to take a guess? I'm Mexican. Ah, I'm Mexicano. Yeah, man. Mexican. I look like everything besides it, you know? Like some guy told me I look like an Iranian rocket scientist. I was like, thanks, dude. He told me that on YouTube. On YouTube. I messaged back, like, please do not put Iranian and rocket scientists in the same sentence on YouTube. Homeland Security is at my door right now, bro. You got to chill, man. But yeah. My grandma has dementia, dude. She has dementia, and I'm pretty sure she thinks she's dead. I'm pretty sure she thinks she's dead uh, because she's been calling me Jesus. I look biblical as shit, dude. I I look like Moses, but instead of parting the sea, I fucking shredded it, dude. Fucking took that shit all the way out, man. I, uh, I'm watching this show with my brother. He's autistic. It's called Love on the Spectrum. You guys hear about this? Great fucking show. The premise of the show is that it's hard for autistic people to date, but really, it seems easier than my dating life. This girl goes on a date with a guy. She's like, hi, I like Pokemon. He goes, me too. She goes, intercourse? He goes, absolutely. Married for 10 years. Like, I've been thinking about, I might be on the spec, you know, I've been learning about autistic people that collect, like, bottle caps and brochures. Like, when I was a kid, I used to collect toenails. Yeah. My own, not other people's. I'm not a sick fuck, all right? But I used to collect toenails. And, you know, they say autism is a disability. I think it's an ability, man. I think it's an ability to say what's on your mind, you know? Because, like, I was at work. I, drive, I work at a drive to liquor store. Everyone thinks I own it. And uh, I work at a drive to liquor store, and some guy gave me a bunch of singles, a bunch of ones. And he's like, hey, don't tell my wife this. And I go, sir, if you think that's a joke, your life is a joke. And he goes, what did you just say to me? And I go, I'm autistic. He looks me up and down and goes, have a good day, buddy. <laughs> Someone calls you buddy, they think you're slow. All right, these are just facts here. That's life hack number one, all right? Give you life hack number two. All right, uh, I think it's great that all this mental health awareness, all this mental health stuff is going out. I think it's great uh, because I like to call out of work a lot, all right? And I think it's like, or even showing up late. Like one time I show up to work late, my boss is like, hey, Isaiah, it's your third time really this week. I was like, really? It's the third time this week? I thought about killing myself. What do you got to say about that, big boy? <laughs> Life hack number two, ladies and gentlemen. Be taking notes, all right? Taking notes. I have a new girl. Um, I, I was just I was uh, in a relationship, and I realized every girl's different uh, sexually and uh, emotionally, too, but mostly sexually. And, uh, yeah, like this new girl, I have to, to make her. My last girl, very easy to make her come. This girl, very hard. Like, I have to suck on a titty, pinch a titty, a DJ down there. <laughs> and thrusts at the same time, all right? I'm basically a one-man band now. Like, I couldn't walk and chew gum, now I can do anything. Like, the first three weeks, I couldn't 
find the Rubik's Cube. You know, I couldn't figure it out. All right, more like three months. But but then I remember that one game when I was a kid. You guys remember that one game where I was like, yeah, twist it, bop it. <laughs> Flick it, suck it. You know, I, my girlfriend's just like that game, man. You miss one step and you got to start the whole again. Yeah. And then out comes the vibrator. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, I'm a zero. Isaiah Castillo, everyone. Um, a couple words of warning. One, um, be careful the XLR on the end of the mic. It's uh, it's poopy. I'm sorry. I bought new ones. I just didn't change them out. Hey, Spence. I'll get you up before your show, and then I'll get you your gift bag, too. Um, yay. So, and, and just speaking of Spencer's on the show at Asiento, that starts at 630. So if you do a set and you get out of here, just walk up uh, half a block away and buy a drink at Asiento and watch the show tonight. It's going to be great. Uh, your next comedian uh, is a funny person. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Sam Carroll. The pro-lifers harassed me outside the clinic and called me a murderer. Hi. What kind, of, what kind of crowd is this? I wasn't really paying attention. I was, over, I was out there. When I should have been reading the room, I was outside. Cri crucial mistake, Sam. You guys uh, from San Francisco? Mostly comics from the festival? I see San Francisco. You're not even from here, Kavita. You're from, you're from San Bruno. Doesn't count. So non-San Francisco people, we had a thing called Fleet Week last week. And Fleet Week is this thing where the U.S. Navy comes and they dock in the harbor and then they do cocaine in our bathrooms. That's what Fleet Week is. And it's a week, it's a week before Indigenous Peoples Day, which is weird. It's weird timing. So we have a huge military display of our military might a week before Indigenous Peoples Day. And then what's weirder is that Columbus Day is on the same day as Indigenous Peoples Day. Well, that's a weird coincidence, if you ask me. It's almost like they were they wanted to cancel Columbus, and they we didn't want to not go to work that day. We didn't want to go to I'm so high. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have come up here. I'm going to try and translate these ideas as best I can in as few words possible. Hopefully, maybe, please. You know why they canceled Columbus? Blackface. Swear to God, you can look it up. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure if you. Got, I'm not a big coke guy. I'm not. Uh, I wasn't doing coke in the bathroom with these sailors. But what, what I like to do is microdose crack. It helps with creativity. I'm taking a shit. Sometimes I like to leave my baby in the car and tape a sign to the window that says "Nothing valuable inside." The other day I was talking with this father whose kid got ran over by a car right in front of their house. And he was saying, uh, and, well, and right after the incident, the city came and installed speed bumps on the street. So he, what he was saying was, not only do I have a dead kid on my hand, but I got speed bumps on my street. So now every time I'm on my way home from work, I'm reminded that I wasn't even going that fast when I hit him. <laughs> Bad joke. I'm a bad dude. No, I'm a good dude. I think I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Every Sunday I go around the neighborhood and take the parking tickets off people's cars. You know what I like to do? I like to walk around with a mug everywhere I go with a coffee mug so it looks like I live there. 
wherever it may be. I'll have my coffee mug and people will say, Look at that guy's coffee mug. He must be from around here. He couldn't have traveled that far. Probably made some coffee in his house. And he's out in his bathrobe and his, and his speedo walking around. That's not the case. That's not the case. I'm going to take your Amazon packages. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, man. My wife has a body like an hourglass. She has big feet and a big head. <laughs> and a very thin vagina. I had another thing to say about my wife, but uh, oh yeah, she has autoerotic anaphylaxis too. Type 2 autoerotic anaphylaxis. Very rare side effect of a peanut allergy, actually. One, one touch of a peanut and her throat starts to close up and she begins to violently masturbate. Type 2 came later in life. All right, you guys, you guys have been all right. I'm Sam. Sam Carroll, everyone. Yay. Well, yay. Your next, your next comedian. Oh my gosh, he just, he just walked in and gave me a box of chicken and rice. Uh, I'm over the fucking moon because it's the first thing I've eaten today. Yay! So I'm gonna live. I'm not gonna black out tonight because I'm eating rice right now. Put your hands together for your next comedian. Put your hands together for Dan Lewis. Yay! Thanks, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you. Enjoy the chicken, Pam. Yeah. Sam mentioned the uh, Columbus getting canceled. I think that's a good thing. I don't think they should cancel the uh, that helpful rhyme, though. They teach you in school. Do you guys remember the rhyme? In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Right. See? It's, that's still the best way to remember the color of the ocean. Right. Columbus Day joke. We'll wait till next year and try that one again. These jokes, cheesy jokes, uh, Polish jokes, those are pretty, is that a still a thing, Polish jokes? Do people still tell Polish? It doesn't make any sense, like, why, why would an entire nationality be stupid? That doesn't hold water, I think. I mean, some of them are Jews. What's up with that? No, nah, man, I'm, yeah, I try to, I try to be woke, I don't know, you gotta, I, you know, I think we should fight racism wherever we find it. You know, sometimes it's the subtle forms of racism, I think, that can be the most insidious, you know? Like tokenism, for example. You guys know about tokenism? You gotta watch out for that white guy. He's got one black friend. That might be his token black friend, right? He's trying to look not racist. But these guys know you're not supposed to have a token black friend, so a lot of these guys will strategically go out and make a second black friend to make it look like they don't have a token black friend, but that's twice as bad, right? They just have two token black friends. Even worse than that, you guys, these fucking racist three black friends. You're not fooling anybody, pal. Come on to your game. I asked a buddy of mine the other day, I was like, how many black friends do you have? He goes, I don't know, man. A lot? That's what kind of fever pitch this thing has reached. This guy has totally lost count of how many black friends he has. Tokenism of the worst kind, and I told him so, too. Even though he's a black guy, but still. I felt like I could tell him that, because like I said, he's a buddy of mine, okay? I think it's okay. Anyway. I think we can all agree the uh, 
first gift in a relationship is very important, like that first birthday in a new relationship. You got to be careful with that because you want to get her something nice, but you don't want to go too nice because you're setting the baseline for the rest of the thing. You can't go below that. You know, the person who fucked us up the worst in all of human history is Vincent van Gogh, who famously cut off his ear, right? But what they don't tell you is that he wrapped it in a piece of cloth and he gave it to a woman that he liked. Guys, that is a rookie move. That is way too big of a gift early in a relationship. That's a, he's a simp. That's lose-lose, because, like, look at it this way. If it doesn't work, that sucks. You're out the ear. If it does work, even worse, she likes the ear. What's this crazy chicken I want for Christmas? I don't know. I'm not going to make the same mistake. I'm smarter than that. I might start with some toenail clippings or something in my relationship. Uh, I had a banh mi sandwich earlier today. Do you guys, do you guys like the banh mi sandwich? Love that. So good. So good. I love it on the French roll, you know. That's the most interesting thing about it to me. The Vietnamese sandwich is still on the French roll. After all that France did to that country, colonized them and they stuck with it. That's how good French bread is. There was a 10-year war, an insurgent war for independence from France. Being like, get the fuck out. Stay out. Wish you never came here. We have our own culture. Leave the baguettes. And that tasty pate. We like that. What else? Shit. Which one of these? A lot of, uh, a lot of my female friends will be like, you know, hey, listen, we're out there looking for sex just as much as you guys are. But I don't buy it. Because there's something called fuck me shoes that women wear. Are you guys familiar with these? Sometimes women are like, I'm putting on my fuck me shoes. These are shoes that signal that they might be down for some anonymous sex that night, you know? Which means they have shoes that signal otherwise. Right? I don't know about you, but all of my shoes are fuck me shoes. <laughs> you know? My gardening Crocs, my soccer spikes. Matter of fact, everything in my closet is of the fuck me variety. Including my dusty old fuck me baseball glove from when I was a kid. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. My name is Dan Lewis. Dan Lewis, yay! Have a great set. He's at the best of SF tonight. He gets to do 12 minutes. Everybody keep clapping for Dan. Yay! He did his warm up set here. He's gonna, he's gonna go kill it at the best of SF. Yeah, go check that show out. It's gonna be lovely. Thanks again for the chicken. You just saved my life, honestly. Like the food you gave me, like. Seriously, that was really kind and amazing, and you're a wonderful, thank you. You're a wonderful human being. Oh, he cares about me enough for me not to black out tonight. Your next comedian is another comic on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Put your hands together right now for Newman Shock. Yay! What's up, guys? Are you two together? Yeah, you look like my roommate's girlfriend, so he's going to be devastated. I'm not going to sleep tonight. Fuck. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I was in a gentrified part of San Francisco today, and you know it was fake nice, which is more nice than I'm used to. You know, that's that's great, and it's weird because like they still have crackheads, but they're like a higher level of crackhead. You know, like they're like talking themselves, but they're like talking about like poetry and like their favorite like ethically sourced coffee shop. Like it's weird, you know, because like regular crackheads talk about like killing people and like shitting on shit like crazy shit like scumbag shit like it's crazy that san francisco found a way to like gentrify mental illness like that's crazy 
I don't know. Um, it was Columbus Day recently, and you know, congrats, white people, you guys won that one. Yeah, it's weird being like an Indian person, like actually from India on Columbus Day, because like, yeah, what Columbus did was bad, but like he really liked my people's food. You know, like to me, Columbus seems like a guy who respected other people's cultures. And yeah, that seems weird. But yeah, uh, I'm Indian, which is like technically Asian. So I guess I have to say like stop Asian hate. Yeah, it's weird because like stop Asian hate is a movement that I'm technically involved in, but like also has like nothing to do with me. Like racists are ignorant. But even they're not ignorant to think, like, I'm the source of coronavirus. Like, they think I'm the source of iOS 15. Like, that's what's happening there. Yeah, I don't know. We're, Indians right now are, like, the Don Lemons of Stop Asian Hate. Like, we're, like, involved, but not really. Like, it's weird. Um, I've been dating a lot. I haven't been dating. Um, I've been texting girls at 3 a.m. you up. Like, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, and it hasn't been working. Like, I texted this girl you up at 3 a.m. last night, and she immediately texted back no, so that was hard. So, like, I, I don't know. I've been trying to do, like, more productive things. Like, I was trying to find, like, a solution to, like, drug addiction the other day, and I think I cracked it. Um, here's the thing. Like, I think the more successful you are, like, the harder drugs you're allowed to do. Like, I think that's my idea. Yeah, no. Thanks, Pam. That means a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, because, like, if you're, like, a homeless dude with, like, no job prospects, you can only do Tylenol. Like, that's your thing. But, like, if you're, like, this millionaire CEO person, then, like, yeah, you're allowed to do heroin. Like, you've earned that right. And, you know, I've been thinking about this. I think this could, like, actually solve, like, income inequality, too. Because, like, if Jeff Bezos starts doing crack, he's going to be on the streets in three weeks sucking dick. So, yeah, I think... I think Jeff Bezos doing crack could be great for the working class. Like, I think that's a solution. Um, I don't know. What else is there to say? Yay, one minute. Um, I don't know. Um, I was at a friend's intervention recently, and, you know, not very fun. Could have used some drinks, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it was weird, because, like, um, my friend's mom, she was like, you know, an addiction is technically defined as when you do something so much, you can't function normally anymore. And I was like, wow, that is a stupid definition. Because I'm sober all the time, and I still can't function normally, you know? <laughs> like, I think an addiction should be described as when you do something so much, it becomes the most interesting thing about you. Like, if you're at parties and you're being introduced, like, hey, this is my friend, the ketamine guy, <laughs> then, yeah, you need help. And that's my time. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I enjoyed your set very much tonight. I always enjoy your stuff. That's it. I didn't mean like tonight. I'm such a jerk. Um, I'm sorry if I was distracted. Josh Kotsky came in and gave me magic cards. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it was my birthday on Sunday, and it's very sweet of him. I really love playing magic. Uh, just so the magic player knows, on deck is Mark Neuer. But coming up right now, what what a sweet kind, amazing, funny human being who is so generous to us all and always bears midriff. <laughs> always. For the joy, for the joy and wonderment of all to behold, put your hands together for Denise Lee! <laughs> 
Wow, hi. Good to be here today. Um, I just got back from a trip. I was visiting my parents in our home country, the motherland, which, as you can probably guess, is Texas. Yeah, um, I'm happy to be back, though, because uh, I just missed so many things about the Bay Area while I was gone, right? Like uh, kale chips and recycling and my rights. Yeah, uh, yeah, like dietary fiber and free will. It's really starting to miss that. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like it was a good trip while I was home. I had like a really big life talk with my mom and it was about a topic that I've just dreaded she would bring up, and I've been putting off this conversation for years, where she would ask me whether I was a lesbian or not, right? Like, uh, a little uncomfortable. She was like, look, you don't really talk about boys. You haven't had a boyfriend in like a decade, and you clip your fingernails just way too short. Uh, um, and, and, you know, it was, it was super awkward, but I'm really glad I had that conversation because I was finally able to come out to my mom as a hoe. <laughs> yeah, not a lesbian, just a classic run-of-the-mill hoe who just can't commit, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see, but... But yeah, like, my mom is having trouble accepting my identity as a hoe, right? Like, she's very conservative. Like, she hates the way that I dress. Like, if she had it her way, I would look a little bit more like a russet potato, just kind of oblong and, like, beige. Um, but, but she's always like, hey, you know, when you expose that much skin, it makes people think that you're desperate and pathetic. I always get so mad when she says this. I'm just like, it's 2021, you know? Um, it's 2021 and it's incredibly just sexist and objectifying and accurate for you to say that. Yeah, you know, I'm just trying to be authentic and just live my truth, right? Like anyone with a pulse and like a decent grasp of English grammar, yeah, like a uh, proper usage of the Oxford comma and this revolving sushi bar is <laughs> revved up and ready to make the rounds. Just plenty of ahi tuna to go around. Uh, I think the one thing that my mom and I can agree on, though, is that if I ever settle down, uh, it'll be with a doctor. And it's for all the classic reasons, right? Like for her, she wants someone with a good education and financial stability. And for me, I want someone who functions as my personal 24-7 WebMD, right? Like, I have a growing list of health concerns that is becoming increasingly specific that the internet cannot answer anymore. And, I mean, I think I could be a pretty good partner, you know? Like, I heard that uh, men are kind of, like, into nude pictures these days. Like, I will send him all the nude pictures he wants, as long as he also tells me if it's a mole or if I'm gonna die. Uh, I've been Denise, thank you guys. Yay, Denise wants to meet a dermatologist. Uh, my best friend is the chief of staff at dermatology, I'm Kaiser, so I'll try to look out for some doctors for you. 
They always give away sunscreen. It's so nice. Does anyone have a friend who's a doctor who gives them free drugs? Because that's a friend I want. Diazepam, lorazepam. Call them the two Pam family. Give the benzodiazepines to Pam. Clap your hands again, everybody, for Denise Lee. Yay! Yay! Denise is like someone I want to do drugs with because she looks so like a child that I would teach in junior high. Like, I feel like we should, like, do some ketamine together and then, like, be like, ah, like, our souls are bonding. Oh, what's ketamine, she says. She's like, I don't know what a lesbian is either. Put your hands together for your next comedian, for Mark Neuer. Yay. I'm fucking stoned, dude. I'm stoned. I'm dehydrated and stoned. You've been so high and dehydrated at the same time that your lungs stopped really working properly. That's where I'm at. So if I'm wheezing... Or if I pass out, that's why. So you know why. When you call the ambulance, like he just is too stoned. Really, just too stoned. Good. If I lost some more weight, I'd look like an undercover cop. I would. And everyone would be really nervous. And you'd all have your masks on. So that's why I stay fat. It's for you. I do it for you. I know I'm fat. I don't know how I know I'm fat. I get stoked over the new Tums flavors. You know, the antacid Tums. You know, they're coming out with a watermelon flavor. I know. I do. <laughs> I know that there's a new flavor coming out. I get the magazine monthly. Okay? I get stoked. Oh, are, you, are you lost on the flavors here? All right. <laughs> I, th I thought you were cl getting clarifying questions on Tums with Pam. Pam has no idea what antacid is she doesn't have that problem she eats like a fucking rabbit she eats she eats like frozen she eats frozen carrots still frozen she eats like a hamster she's great i love pam <laughs> good where was i at oh camping outside of walgreens <laughs> waiting for the new tums to drop so i have all of them just like when people get new sneakers and new sneakers come out. That makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. I, I'd rather sit outside for Tums. It makes no sense to spend $250 on sneakers to walk down 6th and market. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Sorry. It makes no sense. To go on the Muni? Are you kidding me? Have you, seen, have you been on the Muni? I feel like I'm on the Muni right now. None of you have masks on and you're not even... <laughs> you don't give a fuck. And the, the, the driver's like, it's not my problem. I don't get paid enough to. <laughs> no, we all have masks on, radio listeners. We're masks. We're masked and vaxxed. I have something stirring in me. Why are we, t fuck Christopher Columbus. Why are we talking about it? Gas is $5 a fucking gallon, okay? Okay? It's $5. I don't even drive. I'm pissed. <laughs> Getting mad. I'm on the Muni, I go past the gas station, and I get, I get mad. I start bitching at the driver about it. We start yik-yakking, bitching about the driver. It's ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. Have you seen the price of hash browns? Pre-cut so it's easy and convenient for me? Expensive. We want to talk about Russia. Why? You don't know shit about Russia. You don't know. You have no fucking clue. 
You don't know. You don't say, you fucking, you don't know. That's what, that, that's what they're best at, is make sure you don't have a fucking clue. So get on the phone and scroll, and that's all. That's, stop. Stop with all the fucking politics. Like, you don't know dick. I don't know dick. And let me tell you, I'm going to drop out from Modesto. If we know the same shit, we're all fucked. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that out of my system. I don't need to take that energy to OMG after this. You know what I mean? OMG's already a fucked hole. You get it? Because it's a... That bar smells like my bedroom. So, hey, it's because they have underwear nights on Wednesdays, and they all come. My name is Mark Neuer. You guys have been great. God bless you. Mark Neuer, everyone. Mark Neuer. That was lovely. I was paying attention to your sip, but Josh Gotsky gave me this new booster pack of magic cards. And I'm going to be, like, building decks around that. I'm really excited about some of these new cards. They've got new things. Mark Neuer, you think he's a dirtbag, but he knows how to play magic, which means he's smarter than most of the people in this room. Uh, you're like, he plays Magic the Gathering? Like, he doesn't just pull his finger off like my uncle? Cool. Uh, no, like the, look at me, uncle. All right, I'm, right? Uh, I'm super, I'm super excited for your next comedian. Oh, my gosh. So he recently moved here during the pandemic, but he used to be from Portland, and that's where he met him, and he's so, so funny, and I love him so much. Put your hands together, everybody, for Colin Braun, yay! Hello. Um, Hitler. Well, look, so, I, I noticed that a lot of people used to compare Trump with Hitler, and honestly, Realistically, I don't think that was ever appropriate. Trump was never that thin. Someday I'm going to do that joke in a red state, and um, I will get shot. I don't know, actually. I think, you know, I think, um, actually, I think now's a good time to announce that I'm actually going to be retiring from doing stand-up comedy. Um, I have to. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm 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 too happy to be funny, and um, I'm not happy about it either. I have to quit. I I I've loved doing this, um, but the thing is that you know you can look through art history and you will not find a single great work made by a single happy person. Not one. All the writers miserable. Vincent Van Gogh, who I honestly did not think someone else was going to do three minutes on today. The most brilliant painter to ever live. One of the most brilliantly depressed people to ever live. Known for his stunning, and I wrote this down and I knew I was going to forget it, for his bold, wavy impressions. And he painted that way because that's how he saw the world. Because his eyes were constantly filled with tears. And they weren't tears of joy for experiencing the beauty of God's creation. No, they were tears of painful 19th century depression, which is nothing like our pussy-ass 21st century depression, where you get to get meds and go to therapy and eat right. 
19th century depression, you would go to your friend and say, I'm so sad constantly that it physically hurts and I want to die. And they'd say, well, you could pray more or you could smoke opium. Fuck. Where the hell do I find opium? But I was, I was super depressed, and that's when I started doing comedy. I've been doing this for three years, and still the best jokes I've ever written were, were from that first week when I was miserable. But in the last three years, I've gotten to FaceTime a doctor who prescribed me Adderall and taught me how to work on myself. <laughs> and Adderall, let me tell you, Adderall is an amphetamine. So not only does it give you the focus and the energy to actually fix yourself over time, it also kills your appetite. Thank you. So for the last three years, I've just been losing this weight. And not only do I feel better than I ever have, but I also look better than I ever have. And people will come up to me. They'll say, Colin, my God, you look fantastic. You've lost so much weight. What is your secret? And I'll say, thank you. It's meth. Adderall gave me the energy to actually make my dreams come true. See, I was always so depressed that I set goals that were apparently very attainable. And now I'm in the unenviable position of having no more dreams left and having to just come up with new dreams. And I thought this was a unique thing, so I looked it up. Is this a phenomenon that exists? Having all your dreams come true and not knowing what to do next? Turns out it is. It's very well documented. It's called white privilege. And I highly recommend it. Uh, that is my time. My name is Colin Braun. Thank you very much. Colin Braun, everyone. Clap it up for him and his white privilege. Yeah. And his, out, and his shoes look great, too. Like, he's just a doll. Uh, your next comedian, I'm so excited to see her. I haven't seen her in a super long time. She's a super supporter of the station. Like, a year ago at this time, she came to an outdoor show that I was on and, like, it was very nice. Uh, she's super supportive and super lovely. Everybody, put it up. And I forgot your first name. Oh, you Vicky Causal. Vicky Causal, everyone! Yay! I think I can call myself a pandemic comedian because I started doing stand-up comedy during the pandemic. My first open mic was completely socially distanced, and I was the only aspiring comic there over the age of 25. <laughs> I think I have a talent. Not only I picked the worst time in my life to become a comedian, I also picked the worst time in human history. My terrible timing is extraordinary. It's a gift. Um, I am originally from Ukraine, and Ooh. people often wonder if I had culture shock when I first came here. And yes, I did have culture shock. I flew over from Ukraine, got off the plane. Everybody's speaking English, like everybody. I say that's the biggest cultural difference between Ukraine and the United States. Everybody speaks English here. It's good to be out of the house, finally. Uh, I feel energized. I didn't sleep that well during the lockdown. And here's what I found. If you're looking to improve the quality of your sleep, get a job, because my best sleep happens right before I have to get up and go to work in the morning. And by going to work, I mean joining my stand-up meeting on Zoom. It's not a stand-up comedy meeting, OK? It's a work meeting. 
They call it stand-up because everybody's required to stand during this meeting, even, <laughs> even when it's virtual. And to prove that you're standing, you have to have your video on. And my Zoom video is never on. And my manager's like, Victoria, how come your video is not on? All I can see is your avatar, which is, what is that image? An ocean or a cloud, some nebulous entity without particular shape? And I'm like, that is me. That's me at 8 in the morning. That's what I look like at 8 a.m. An ocean or a cloud that hasn't yet taken a particular shape. Yeah, but everything is virtual these days. Everybody's working from home, which is weird. You know, my entire team is remote now, and we never felt that close to each other. It's too close. We don't like it. I mean, have you ever taken your company Zoom meeting from your kitchen? What is your company doing in your kitchen? Are they joining you for dinner? Did they bring wine for the? What are they doing there? You know that uh, um, the last year, a famous publication here in the U.S. fired one of the writers for masturbating in his living room. Why? Where is he supposed to masturbate? And what were they doing in his living room? Now, here's the story the way I understand it. The guy exposed himself in his living room without realizing that his company Zoom meeting was still in progress and the cameras were still rolling. If you never had a glitch with your Zoom meetings, you can cast the first stone. I had a ton. How is this a crime? He didn't go to that publication's office and ruin their meeting by masturbating in their conference room, right? They came to his house and ruined his life. Where is he supposed to masturbate if not in the comfort of his living room? In his shower? What if he can't masturbate in his shower? What if his shower turns him off? He turns it on, it turns him off. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, everything is virtual now. My son stopped going to his physical school and started doing distance learning, and I finally figured out what distance learning is. Distance learning is learning that is happening somewhere out there in the distance, but not here in your child's head. Someone out there may be actually learning something because they are paying attention in class on Zoom and not playing video games on their television. Someone, but not my kid, he's too smart, he, he skipped high school and went directly to Grand Theft Auto University. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know if you noticed, kids were all over the internet last year. Everybody was bringing their kids to their Zoom meetings and their podcasts and their broadcasts and their videocasts. Literally, you couldn't open your computer without stumbling over someone's kid. But what did it for me was this viral video on YouTube. A family and their kid are doing hip hop dance. I guess it's a hip hop something modern. And the kid, I don't know what they did to this kid. He's only four, but he's an accomplished dancer. It's, it's creepy. When did he have the time? I, you know, I don't know how you feel. I find it a little too overwhelming, a little too much. Um, as a mom, I have a message to all the parents who are doing these online activities with their kids. Stop. Stop. Stop molesting internet audiences. Stop violating our screen time with your little ones. If you're looking to have quality time with your kids, can you please do it offline? Or if you must do it online, can you take it somewhere to the dark web, away from normal people? Thank you. Vicky Gozel, everyone! Vicky Gozel! And that's even more impressive, because it's like maybe the sixth time she's ever been up. Sixth, am I right? You're, are you over 10? More than that. 
Three. Oh, see, I already have Vicky Gossel. Yay. Yay. I love new comedians. Next comedian, he's part of the festival. He's not new. He's been doing comedy a long time. He's going to make us laugh. I'm so excited. You guys, he's all the way from Boston. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sean Rosa. Hello. Thank you. Uh, I love sports. I love them now as an adult. As a kid, I hated them because that was just... I, I I hated them. Like I played little league, which was fraught for me because I was born with a lazy eye. Don't guess which one it is. They're both fine, and I'm avoiding eye contact with you. But my, the people who ran my little league team knew that I had a lazy eye, and they used it to get our little league team sponsored by Lens Crafters. Yeah. Yeah, they put my picture in the paper and said, look at this little disabled boy we're trying to help with his dreams. Lens Crafters sponsors this freak who thinks he has hopes. My dad loved sports. Uh, his favorite was basketball. He loved watching it, playing it. He was one of those unassuming white men can't jump types who would just school people half his age. And I... Wanted, I was a very depressed and desperate for approval kid, so I hatched a scheme to get my dad's approval by, I was gonna get good at basketball, I was gonna challenge my dad to a game of basketball, I was gonna beat him at basketball, and I would win his love. It is a foolproof plan, as long as you are not a fool in which I was. <clears throat> it is like, if you need to win your parents' affection, you're not going to do it, especially if they've never indicated that you need to win it. Like, and also, I was a, a, an eight-year-old white boy who, had, who at that point did not watch basketball, so I was just like a monkey banging away at a typewriter hoping that Shakespeare came out the other end. Like, the only basketball thing that I knew about was the movie Space Jam, which was not the best strategy for coming up with real-world basketball offensive maneuvers. Like, I wasn't going to be like, okay, I'm going to dribble towards the baseline through a tunnel that I had painted on a brick wall. My dad is going to try to chase down for the block. Bam, smash right into the brick wall, st seeing stars. So I challenged my dad to a game of basketball, and one day he accepted, and so... I'm happy to say that he demolished me, just ab just unassailably just destroyed me. Like, at one point I was guarding him, I had my hands up in 10 and 2 like I was in driver's ed, and he sized me up, bounced the ball between my legs, causing me to fall backwards over, knocking the lens crafters off my face. And then he caught the ball with one hand as he ran around my de my desecrated corpse, caught the ball with one hand and dunked it, which at the time I was so just crestfallen and just distraught. But now I look back at that and I realize that was his way of saying, I love you more than words can express. That, yeah, that was his way of, like... Like, it is like he won, he at that point took the ball and bounced it off my forehead, which was his way of saying, you don't need to do this. I love you no matter what. 
you follow your own dreams. And that is a lesson I keep with me. Uh, I take with me in my heart and my mind and my forehead all the time. And that is why I now do stand-up comedy, which is an art form people take up when they are actively looking to reject their family's love. You might think I've been telling jokes, but really I'm just crossover dribbling away from affection. Uh, thank you very much. Let's give it back to Pam Benjamin. Yeah. Hey, yay, for Rosa, yay. I have also pushed away every relationship in my life for comedy. Yay. It feels so good. Uh, which is why in the audience, even when you're comedians, like clap and laugh because you know uh, we all want to live to see tomorrow because it's a big day. Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together. Oh, number 13. Ooh, so lucky. And Mercury's almost out of retrograde, dear God. I know the 17th, it finally stops. I mean, it's the day after the festival ends. Oh, <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody, for Wally Hippolito. The continuously big fat clips. Yeah, my throat doesn't feel like Sam Kennison's must have after a show. You almost missed my set, everybody. Professionalism at its finest, you know what I mean? I love it, love it. How y'all doing tonight? Y'all got the energy of like a, like a dead DMV, and I love it. It's pretty good, pretty good so far. Shout out to Pam for hosting fucking Mutiny Radio and the festival. Holy shit. She's a fucking killer, man. Fucking killer. Um, I hate baby showers. I think baby showers are some of the dumbest things ever. Uh, word of advice, don't go to broke people's baby showers. You will learn very quick where you stand with people when they're broke and then you go to a baby shower. So I went to one last week, right? I haven't seen these people in like a year. I didn't even know the bitch was having a baby. Uh, I was walking up, you know, excited to see, excited to hug. First thing they say to me, no present? No diapers? What? Are you fucking kidding me? No present, no diapers. It's like, oh, no, no, okay. Um, my, my present's actually coming through Amazon. Like, I, I got you guys. <laughs> it, it really wasn't, but you got you got to lie to them, right? You got to lie to them, and they said, you know what they told me? Said, you know what? We're gonna hold your meal ticket then. <laughs> a fucking meal ticket, bro? Did I attend a fucking carnival just now? What do you mean a meal ticket, my man? They said, you know, when you come up with the present, like then we can talk about a meal. I'm gonna get that fucking meal ticket, bro. I'm gonna get that meal ticket, you cheap, you cheap bastard. Oh my God, that made me so hot, dude. Honestly, I just left the party. I left and they said, no, we were just kidding. You, you, you can stay, like you can stay, but you just can't eat. And you, I said, you know what? You could go fuck yourself. But thank you though, I'm gonna, ha I'm, I'm, a, I'm a partake in this party. Man, it is crazy, man. It is crazy, you cheap motherfuckers. Like, if you needed my gift or my money, you shouldn't have had the fucking baby in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, come on, bro. Like, I, I am halfway jobless right now. Halfway jobless. It doesn't look that way, but these are clothes from when I was 15. You know what I mean? So it's crazy, man. People are fucking wild. Crazy bitches. Um, but yo, it's, it's wild, right? We've been in COVID for almost two years. Can you believe that shit? Still dead as doorknobs, huh? All right. 
right, we'll, we'll still rock with it. But yeah, man, it's crazy. Like, COVID has become, COVID is kind of like that side chick now that's still hanging around and wants to become the main girl. It's kind of wild. It's kind of wild. And then he's like, I thought we were just hanging out for a couple weeks. Now this bitch always has me in the house. Fucking crazy. <laughs> Cannot get rid of her, man. Cannot get rid of her. I have a minute left. And then questions start to pop up like, do you see this relationship going anywhere? Huh? Or can I meet your parents? What? You must be out of your fucking mind. And I'm Wally Hippolito, y'all. That's my time. Thank you very much. Wally Hippolito. Oh, yeah. Um, so just so you know, in San Francisco, since the beginning of the pandemic, there have only been 645 deaths. Just so everybody knows. Just saying. Uh, just so you also know, the opiate overdoses are three times that in the same amount of time. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? I'm just, it's, you know what? Sometimes it takes time plus tragedy to make comedy. Uh, your next comedian, I'm super excited to bring her up, and I'm excited that she's here. And thank you guys all for staying. We have a couple comedians left. And after that, run on over to Asiento and get a drink, because there's a comedy show happening, and it's really fun right now. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Kavita Singh. Yay! Hey, everyone. Um, I had a long week. I had a long week at work. And I hate talking about work, but I'm just going to do it, like, a little bit today. Um, I think, like, one of the hardest parts about work is the work, but also just, like, the small talk that you always have to deal with. Like, I hate small talk and pleasantries. Like, you know, like, uh, like where are you located? Like, they're always asking me, like, on Zoom, like, where are you located? Or, like, what's the weather like? And I think one of the things that I do is, like, you know, because you can't just be like, who cares, right? So one of the things I try to do is like improv a little bit, like just like practice improv. Like my, my manager will be like, hey, what's the weather like over there? And I'm like, not good. Not good. <laughs> Tsunami came up the coast, took out the entire family. Yeah. One second I was cooking rice. Then I was, the next I was using my mom's body as a raft. You know, sometimes the dog, the dog survived, though. Sometimes he looks at me like I took his owner away from him. But then I try to remember that even though I wasn't there for him, I could be the friend that he needs me to be. And then my manager is just like, wow, you wasted so much time. And I'm like, no, Keegan, it's yes and. <laughs> that took too long. All right, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, I've just been like... I've been really anxious lately um, just because like I moved here um, a few weeks back and you know like adjusting to a new place is challenging and I've been worrying about like whether or not like I'm becoming an emotional vampire to my friends right like I'm kind of like always dumping my problems on them or you know like when they talk to me I'm like more distracted than usual and it's because I'm an anxious person but I try to try to reassure myself that like they still keep me around you know like I do help them not make shitty decisions and like I do help them like okay she says like too much I can't can't do it anymore uh all right which means I'm gonna move to a joke workshop anyway because that's what I'm gonna do thanks for listening to the AltaCast I'm just listening to some stuff from the comedy festival because 
we haven't had the ability to put it up on the internet yet. We're going to figure all that out soon. It'll happen. You know, it's like, thank you for listening live. I wish I was better with computer boxes. It's just not my thing. But shout out to the tech team. To They're just awesome people. Uh, Richard Kiss and Michael Madfiz and suggest like, can't do it without them. They're great. I... I'm just, I really try. I learned so much last week. I figured out the stream thing. It was a hardware issue. Oh my God. I learned so much. It's so crazy. I'm just like, I don't ever want to be a computer programmer though. It's like, I just don't like computers. Okay. We're going to play an old joke workshop from the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because I don't know, it's going to be cool. At two o'clock, Latoya will be in here. We'll talk. We'll figure some shit out. I've been staring at the computer screen and I just feel like a horrible person. And I know that's not true, but I'm trying to get people to go to comedy shows. And I just, oh, it's so hard to promote. I'm so not good at it. And then I go, God, you know, I'm on, and when I'm on stage, am I good at that even? Am I just fooling myself? We'll probably get into it. Um, thanks for listening though to mutinyradio.fm and .sf and here is a joke workshop from the festival it's 5.05pm that's weird Uh, we're doing a very special joke workshop here on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival it is Monday. It's the second day of the festival. We're doing a special joke workshop from 5 to 8. So we're going to have comedians from all over the United States and your regular San Francisco comedians. Uh, just so everybody knows the rules, it's joke workshops. So we're really supportive and nice to each other. And you're going to do uh, four-minute sets, and I will honk you at three on a punchline. So don't worry. I won't like try to scare you, but I just want to know that... Because it's radio, I want you to know when a minute is. And usually there's a lot of really new comics in the building, so they might not know what a minute feels like. So I like to give them that real visceral experience of like, yeah, you ran the light, motherfucker. Uh, So the way the joke workshop works is when people put stars by their name for today, it means that they can get comments. And when those people are happening, we do a four-minute set, and then we have four minutes of comments. And when you give your comments, you want to make sure they're in a microphone. So I have two microphones back here in the booth, and... You know, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. Put a nice toasted brioche bun on top and the bottom, and in the middle you put the shit, and that's nice. But we still like to be nice and everything else. I take notes um, just because I'm trying to be as helpful as possible, and that's the way the joke workshop works. So I'm going to put up some music and turn up the playback in there so you can hear yourselves better, and we'll be right back with joke workshop. Oh, my name's Pam Benjamin. I'm your host. Yay. Bye for a second. Yay. Your first comedian of the night hails all the way from Boston, and he would like comments. So he's taking the bullet, and we're all going to take notes and pay attention and laugh at the jokes of your first comedian. Put your hands together for Sean Rosa. Hello. Thank you. Um, 
something about me. I've I've never been in a relationship. This is not about to be a rant. Uh, I've never been in a relationship. Uh, I was casually seeing someone pre-COVID, but she broke things off with me because she felt like I wasn't opening up to her, and that when we were talking with each other, she felt like she was the only one doing any talking, and I felt so bad about that. I felt like I needed to like break that tension. So I what I said to her was, um, I said nothing because that's what you have to do when people try to get close to you. Um, I have uh, abandonment issues, uh, and I want to go to therapy for them, but I also don't want them to leave me. Uh, yeah, uh, I had a I had a pretty traumatic childhood slash adolescence slash current day. Um, yeah, uh, here's here's an example. I grew up uh, I grew up Catholic in Massachusetts. Uh, how Catholic in Massachusetts did I grow up? Uh, my childhood priest was one of the ones that was named in spotlight. That is a hundred percent true. Um, yeah, anybody else's childhood trauma critically acclaimed? <laughs> None of this made-for-TV trauma. Mine, the Academy saw it and said it was the best. Uh, yeah, I, a lot of people will uh, hide the names of the innocent in their acts, but not me. Father Joseph Welsh can eat shit in hell. Uh, he is dead. Uh, so now I don't have to worry about getting a cease and desist letter from the Pope. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I was uh, when I was 16 years old, I was robbed at gunpoint by my best friend. And I know that that is a topic for jokes that has just been overdone. Uh, just, just everybody has everybody and their mom has a has a bit about that. Uh, it really scarred me, you know, I have trouble letting people into my life, but the biggest thing is, um, what, how much of an asshole was I that this dude didn't feel like he could just ask me for money? Like, what did I do to make him feel like, you know, robbery was an easier alternative? I don't know if you've ever had a gun pulled out on you, but it's weird for your first thought when it happens to be, are you mad at me? Please, tell me now. You have to tell me now, please. You, you know what, just, you can put the gun down and let's talk, okay, let's not. Who brings a gun to a friendship fight? Seriously. Um, I, I was a very late bloomer. Uh, I did not have uh, sex until I was 29 years old. Uh, I know what some of you are thinking, Sean, you're a not terrible looking guy. You could have easily had sex for the first time when everybody else did at 26. Yeah, if you have sex while you're still covered by your parents' health insurance, it doesn't count. That's called sex with a learner's permit. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, um, I, I had sex for the first time in January of 2020, and then the world was like, we need to put this to an end. He's getting too powerful. Um, yeah, I, a lot of people can remember their first time having sex and like the music, the song that was playing for the first time. Uh, thankfully for me, it wasn't, it wasn't so far back that I had to hearken back to it. I actually lost my virginity to a playlist of songs 
uh, from a genre called post-rock, uh, which is very pretentious. Uh, like one of the bands that played was um, Explosions in the Sky. Yeah, which was uh, very fitting because nobody came. Um, another band that played was Maybe She Will. Uh, I don't think she's gonna. And then the other band that played was Godspeed You Black Emperor, which was really fitting because that's just a good band. Like that, okay, that's it for me. Thanks, friends. John Rosa, everyone. First off, you're a champion because all of that hubbub happened during your set and you just weren't phased at all. Like, mm -hmm. like a whole entourage of people came in and signed up and you just kept going. So I'm like, uh, I think that that's incredibly impressive. I didn't get an opportunity to write down very much only because people were in here, but um, your jokes at the top are excellently written. I just slowed down and I put a big pause before nothing about that saying joke i just give it a little weight and like sit there yeah because then it's nothing and then you say nothing and i think you'll get a bigger laugh off it um those are my those are my notes does any does anyone else have any um thing that they'd want to um be helpful or calm or, or say things they liked you can also say like oh i really liked that or um the microphones are in here if you want to or oh wait you, you have to come in here and use one of the microphones Oh. It's hard to be so depressed. Ha ha ha. It's hard to be so depressed and so fuckable at the same time. <laughs> oh boy. Well, thank you, Sam. Uh <laughs> Uh, how much money do I have in my wallet? I, I don't I don't have my wallet on me. Sean, yeah. Here's my feedback. I think I think your stuff is so clever, man. And what I love the most about it is that you take topics that could be, um, could be difficult, and you make them palatable and enjoyable and like. Yeah, it's okay for us to all be human about this stuff and still laugh and everything. And I think it's just phenomenal. And everything, all the stuff you write, I think is so clever. And I think you're doing it right. Oh, thank you. More comments in the, there we go. Hey, Sean. Yeah. I, I don't have feedback. I just, we met back in Boston. It's nice to see you, man. Oh, hello. Yeah, hey, what's up? Going? Nice to see you. That's all nice I wanted to, to say. You. Yeah, we'll talk maybe later, but yeah. Yeah, totally. Good set, dude. Thank you. I was just gonna say I really liked your bit about your friend robbing you like oh, that, I love your take on it of like how like unapproachable you must have been um, yeah. I would love to know why he was robbing you like what like if he was like just why he needed the money I guess drugs yeah yeah <laughs> So I think just like throwing that in, because like the, I was listening to your set, but I was also like very curious in my head. So I think if you like put it out there, then it would take that question away. Yeah. Okay. Very yeah, fun good. stuff. I also I saw a connection between the um, the girlfriend saying, "Oh, you haven't opened up to me," and then you know your friend later say, robbing you. Like so, maybe you could make that connection that like I'm so unapproachable that. It, my, this is how my friend asked for money. I, I don't know. Uh, something okay. There. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, last comment. Uh, my back hurts, so take this. And uh, I, I, it's funny because it's so relatable. You know, when you talk about the difficult stuff, because I too was um, accosted by a priest in a famous institution. Mm. Um, he came at me a little late, so it didn't work out. Uh, and also robbing, getting robbed by your friend at gunpoint. She had an amazing. That, that's a great note. Is yeah. dipping into the reason. And I mean, it's, there's so much to expound upon with that joke. That joke has legs that could you really carry you. So, um, oh, thank you. Work on that. Yeah. And, but overall, great stuff, man. Thank you. Good thank stuff. you very much. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sean Rosa. <laughs> Yay! That's the way the joke workshop works. Well, um, all of you cowards were afraid to sign up for number two, so we're just gonna move on to number three. Sorry, I just called you all. You're not cowards. You just didn't want to uh, go second. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, we're hanging out here at Mutiny Radio Studios, and I'm really excited for the whole night because it's going to be a long night of wonderful comedy. And to see everybody and meet everybody and hear their jokes, and they're going to be here all week long for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. So put your hands together for your next comedian. Everybody, he was on some podcasts today, and it was a super fun time. It's Ebo Brewer. <laughs> Y'all can put the notepads down. I didn't star my shit. I don't want to hear <laughs> nothing. Um, as you can see, I'm wearing a bulletproof vest and a kilt. I don't want to look like no black person ever to police. I just want to look completely different. I want them to be completely confused when they pull me over. I don't, and they're going to be like, well, he fit the description of what? A Scottish black robber? Nope. And I wore a bulletproof vest because I want to make it to trial. You know, I want to like if you want to charge me with something, I want to I want to get that whole thing. What's that thing? Uh, constitutional rights? Innocent until proven guilty? <laughs> it's hard for me to say it without laughing. It is. You get me, Asian guy. Stop Asian hate. Um, but on that note. There are certain things, because I live um, in a predominantly Asian community, and um, I have noticed that there's one stereotype that is, I can't get away from. That is Asian drivers. What the fuck, man? Like, I mean, I, like, I, like, I, I don't want to be racist, because, you know, me being black, you know, people assume that, you know, like, hey, you know, you, you, you play basketball. I don't know how to play basketball. So I had to learn how to play basketball, because people would get upset that I didn't. They were racist against me. And be like, what the fuck, you don't know, you came here tall and shit? I'm like, that wasn't my choice. And then the, the, the worst racist um, stereotype that was put on me is back when I had an afro. Um, time caught up to that afro, and now it's gone. Um, but this dude came up to me, he's like, hey, man, you know where I can get some weed? I'm like, I don't smoke weed, what the fuck? He's like, dude, you're black, and you got an afro. I'm like, that's racist as fuck. And he was like, whoa, 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 and everybody, whoa. Hey, you just can't be throwing around racist to people that's fucked up 
I'm like, what the fuck? What do you mean? You guys are, you're the racist though. And I'd be calling you racist makes it even worse. That's like if somebody robbed your house and was like, yeah, just robbing your shit. And you were like, hey, hey, thief, you make it that thief. Like, wait, wait, wait. You can't call me a thief. The more you call me a thief, the more shit I'm going to steal. If you just shut up, I'm going to take this one thing. Don't judge people <laughs> based on their actions. <laughs> There's a lack of accountability. I think that's the problem in America. Nobody's accountable. Nobody wants to be accountable to anything. Like, I'm going to talk about ladies. Ladies, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Things are bad for you. But you can't keep coming at me with these pre-COVID requests on dates, knowing I ain't had a job in motherfucking months. Where do you think I'm getting this money from? You're probably racist because you think I'm robbing people, and I am. But not to take care of you because I believe in equality. So, ladies, um, I'm here if you want to take me out to eat. I want you to pay for me because I respect you, girl. I respect your earning potential. I'm talking to the two of you. Just think about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm a, quarrel amongst yourselves. <laughs> Yo, that's my time. Peace. Keep your hands clapping for Brandon Stokes' uncle, Ebo Brewer. I'm kidding. Uh, for locals, that's inside baseball. He looks like Brandon Stokes' older uncle guy. Did you get that? Did you hear that? It's uh, In town, people will understand it. Sorry, inside baseball, everybody. Uh, there's no baseball. Giants or whatever. Your next comedian, well, he's a giant in the scene. Uh, he actually is asking for comments, so take those notebooks out. And get your get your judgmental, nice, nice judgmental face on. And clap your hands together for Mark Neuer. Yay! It's a good song. I don't even know what song that was. It was very soothing, though. It was amazing. Oh, I have a new girlfriend. As you can tell by my neck. I don't know if you've seen my neck, but I have a new girlfriend. Let's make sure you know about it. She's great. She's a, she's, she's a crystal chick, not the fun kind. You know what I mean? She's not the fun kind of crystal chick. You know, the ones when you have sex, everything's just wet for some reason. The house is spotless. She has special pipes and tools to get high. It's great. Fun kind. She's not that kind. She's the crazy kind. She's the crazy kind. She, gets, she, she has all these crystals and rocks. They're not rocks. Okay, they're crystals. All these crystals. She wants me to have a bunch of crystals for my protection. She's crazy. She's the crazy kind of crystal chick. Crazy. See, the fun kind is fun and crazy. She's just crazy. She has given me a whole collection of these crystals for my protection. I don't know what to do with these crystals. I'm going to chop these crystals in and try to snort them. And I don't know how high I can get on amethyst. How, how high can one get on Rose Quartz? I don't know. I have no idea. She says, no, you're supposed to charge them. They're rocks. They're not rocks, they're crystals. Okay, they're crystals. 
How do I charge crystals? There's no USB port. How do I charge the crystals in the moon? In the moon? The moon? If the moon charged anything, there'd be a tax write-off. You'd save money annually if the moon charged a fucking thing. There's no moon panels. It's solar panels. No, the moon. No, you're lying. She's a Latina. She believes in the crystal. She believes in spirits and her ancestors talking to her. She says when her ears ring, that's her ancestors. They're talking to her. She says that they told her about me. And I said, so what, what would they say? So that I'm a good guy. So either she's crazy or her ancestors are lying. You know what I mean? Because I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. I wonder if her ancestors have met my ancestors because if they have, she would know I'm a piece of shit. good I can tell that you've all been on Twitter I can see your eyebrows it's Twitter eyebrows all of you if you've been on Twitter you know that there's a hashtag there's no white culture and if that's the case who wants to take credit for meatloaf if there's no white culture who's taking credit for meatloaf going once going twice sold to the dirty white trash from Modesto on stage that's my people sorry it's my people it is. You ever been to the checkout, your car gets declined? White people, they say something along the lines of, that, that's impossible. That's white culture. No one else says shit like that. That's just absolutely impossible. I, and then they pull out a whole playing card deck worth, size worth of just different cards that all have money on it. That's Eggnog? Who wants to take credit for eggnog? That's the cup of mayonnaise, eggs, and milk whisked together with some nutmeg and cinnamon on top. Disgusting. Now, I'll give it to the black community for adding brandy during the holidays, but at its core base, eggnog is dirty and white. I'm glad we're all in agreement here. Good. You may not like it. It may make you want to vomit, as it does myself, but it's still my culture. You know, it's still mine. Eggnog, eggnog and the brick of meat with ketchup on top. Disgusting. Some people think I talk, when I say meatloaf, they think I'm talking about the music artist, which is also white culture. <laughs> I'll do anything for love. I wouldn't do that. Do you know what he's talking about in that song? Anal. His name's Meatloaf. It's a little... Good. Thank you. Mark Neuer, everyone. Mark Neuer. Uh, I mean, I love your dirty white people joke. I have, I have a couple comments um, for the the top stuff. Um, I've got, I love your asides. I love those asides at the beginning and I'd keep them all. You started kind of small with it, with they're not rocks. And then you got bigger and bigger, but the last one you kind of dropped and I'd make the last one the biggest mm -hmm. about the moon. The charger got the moon! I'd keep that whole dichotomy talking to yourself. And I think there's an opportunity for a punchline when you say the meth girl is fun and crazy. She'll blank and blank. So it's like, you got to just fill in the blanks on that. Give us an example. Because, like, uh, yeah, she's on meth. She'll, because you already said, like, clean your house or whatever. But wow. something really gross. Like, yeah. she'll, I, you, you're grosser than I am. Yeah. You'll do great. But uh, those are my comments. Uh, other comments? Uh, you, can, you can use two. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Hello. This one, this one right there here. There you go. There you go. 
Yeah. Um. Uh. I felt like you were uncomfortable. You know. Um. And you shouldn't be because you're actually funny. Thank so you. just, Aww. I'd say, trust that more, because you appear unfunny. <laughs> when you're not confident in what you're doing. Yeah. And that's not true. Because you have, like, you repeated a couple of different things that you didn't need to repeat that oh, you already. That's just, a good point. Yeah, you keep, just keep going. Just know that the audience has got you and keep going. You're the pilot of the ship, man. Mm. Omit Thank unnecessary you. words. Yeah, concise. Thank you. I'm out. I appreciate that shit. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, I really liked your crystal joke. I think one thing you could add is, like, this tag where, like, um... We're talking about she's like she has like ringing in the ears or something. Yeah. You say like I think she has a concussion uh -huh. or like tinnitus or something. Okay. Learn that good shit. I mm -hmm. like it. Thank you very much. More comments. Uh, for the for the crystals joke, uh, like the fact that she uh, is giving them to you for protection. I think it would be interesting to find like wh like what is she trying to protect you from with these crystals? Ah. And it would. And it would be even funnier if there was like a more practical thing that you could use, like, like oh, if like the crystals were used for like contraception, it's like <laughs> oh, there's already something that's ninety nine point nine 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 percent effective for that. Right. And she's Hemorrhoids. Right. Crystals for hemorrhoids. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hemorrhoids is another way to go. It's the same, but tagging off of uh, what Sean said because that's a really good. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, uh, Jaron George, last comments. Oh, hey, um, yeah, the meat love bit. Um, I just want to say my mom makes a really good meat love, but yeah. that's no whether here or there with the joke. Um, the idea <laughs> is that like um, I, I thought it'd be um, I, I was waiting for it too. Um, I, I think you did uh, last night, but like I was waiting for like two words, Boston Market. I don't know, like <laughs> because that's oh. like that's in the ball game right there, buddy. <laughs> like I was waiting Thank for you. it. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Sharon yeah, yeah. And, and even Trader Joe's, because Trader Joe's like appropriated all the cultures and they had like their own thing. That was like a big scandal. Trader Giotto's, wow. all of it. Ooh, thank you guys so yeah. much for all your comments. God bless you. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mark Neuer. Yay! That's how the joke workshop works. All right. Um, your next comedian is not uh, asking for comments. He's just gonna do his thing. Uh, we talked a lot of news today and drank a bunch of rum. Put your hands together. See, I, I've said it 15 times and I'm gonna fucking pronounce it right. Sam Pelletier. Pelletier, Pelletier, Sam Pelletier, yay! All right, I'm not supposed to get drunk and do comedy anymore in the Boston comedy scene. There have been some incidents, so Sean, you got shut the fuck up about how hammered I am. Uh, you gotta shut Casey too. Like, don't tell Boston that I got drunk on this vacation. If I look uh, depressed, which I usually do on stage because I don't drink this much beforehand, so I'm gonna practice this line. If I look depressed, it's because I just agreed to take my old job back. It's sad. I can't, I had to take it. I can't do job interviews at all. I say the stupidest shit. A guy yelled at me in a job interview once. I said, how come I have to make a resume and then fill out a job application with the same information that was on the resume? And he said, look, if you cannot do pointless, repetitive, meaningless tasks, over and over and over again, there is no place for you at this Carl's Jr. 
Get fucked. That was my first time with that punchline. It's usually Dunkin' Donuts because I'm from the Northeast, but I feel like you guys like Carl's Jr. You have a point. Hotels are cheap. I feel like it's the government of your state. Like, hotels are cheap comparatively. It's probably because it's not the summer. You guys have a big tourist uh, season in the summer, right? Yeah, I'm asking like any of you are from San Francisco. Raise your hand if you're actually from here. All right, one dude, and then it's the rest of out of town, out of town comics. But I heard a uh, tourist statement, and I know you can appreciate the hate toward tourists of townies. I know you can appreciate that. Someone said, "Listen, if you were not up here when it was cold." You don't deserve to be here when it gets warm. It's like, okay, but do other states do that? Is there a guy in North Carolina right now going, listen, if you were not here for the cousin sex? All right, that was the, that's what I'm going to intro my real shows with. Let's talk about my relationships. This isn't going on real stages, but... I was not a good boyfriend and my girlfriend told me why she put up with me and that's because she used to be attracted to a television character before I say which one you guys are looking at me do you have any guesses which television character I reminded my girlfriend of alright we got Screech any other guesses I love how, like, comics all know each other are depressed, but he called me Squidward after three minutes into my act, so he knows I want to kill myself, so that's good. But uh, I'm going to say the full title, and you might be too young for this. Uh, the character I reminded her of was, uh, and I'm going to say his full title, uh, uh, Deputy Chief of Staff, Deputy White House Chief of Staff and Special Advisor to the President, Josh Lyman from the West Wing, portrayed by Bradley Whitford. <laughs> if you don't know who that is, it's the bad guy from Billy Madison. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I was explaining how me and my girlfriend like to watch the West Wing, and in a perfect uh, Freudian slip, I'm going to explain it better than perfect Freudian slip, because another comic does that. But in a perfect Freudian slip, instead of the West Wing... I described what me and my girlfriend watch as the wet wing. But when we watch it together. Bye, guys. Sam Peltier. Peltier. Pel. God damn it. I'm going to figure it out by the end of this week. Yay. Cop it up. Yay. Uh, your next comedian is requesting notes. So get out your go get out your get out your notepads and take notes and be nice and put your hands together, everybody, for Julia Stone. Yay! Thanks, guys. The notes aren't required. Don't feel like you had no no no, like they can, but I just I heard at least you be like, fuck you. So I if it'll make you happier, um no, you're fine, you're fine, don't worry. It you know, you make us all look better comparatively, so you're doing the Lord's work as far as I'm concerned. 
<laughs> no, don't get better. Then we're gonna have to work harder. What are you doing? Uh, uh, stay where you are. It's totally fine. <laughs> you guys, um, you guys. Uh, my mom used to embarrass me a lot as a kid. Uh, one of the things she would do, she would take me and my sister to the mall. And you guys know those stores like TJ Maxx and Marshalls, how they have a shopping cart just for that store. My mom would take that shopping cart and go around the rest of the mall with it. Yeah. Did you guys know a shopping cart is 10 times louder if it's in a Forever 21? <laughs> it sounded like the mall walkers had elected a town crier. <laughs> um, and there was one time where we had the shopping cart and we were on the opposite side of the mall with it and I saw a mall security guard choose not to see us. <laughs> He was like, you're on your own, um, which is fair, you know, like he's like, I'm really only here to protect the stuff people are going to buy, not prevent childhood trauma. <laughs> it's outside of his scope, you know, um, those bejeweled phone cases are doing great, though. So um, my mom, she's just kind of a toxic person, you know, like I remember when I was a kid, I told her at one point that I wanted to be a therapist. And she scoffed and she was like, you're going to help other people with their problems. I was like, yeah, you're right. I'll just be a patient instead. It uh, feels more fitting. Um, one of the things she did for my 21st birthday, she introduced me to the guy she cheated on my dad with. Yeah. I was like, you know, most parents just get their kids alcohol for their 21st birthday. You didn't have to give me a reason to drink, <laughs> you know. But... Um, I actually haven't talked to my mom in years, and like it really doesn't bother me. She's clearly not the best person, you know, but she is a little bit of a hoarder. I'm like, hey, why is our relationship the one thing you can throw away? <laughs> like, yeah. like, what a size 12 men's bowling shoes have that I don't, <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know. But my parents, they're not divorced, but they've been separated for over 15 years. I'm starting to think they're not going to work it out. <laughs> I don't know what you guys think. Um, how long does it take for a space to become distance? You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, but they, they obviously split up because my mom had that affair, you know? And to be honest with you guys, like, I'm not even that mad at my mom that she had an affair. I'm actually mad that she got caught having an affair. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but they say that men don't actually cheat more often than women. Men just get caught because they're bad at it. Like, women plan ahead, you know? <laughs> So, so for me, like the day that I found out that my mom had an affair, like that wasn't the day that I found out my mom was an adulterer. Like that was the day I found out that my mom was a dumb woman. <laughs> like what kind of role model is that for a young girl? You know, how am I ever gonna be president? Um, you guys, I read a lot of articles on my phone and um, sometimes I'll try to read like the details out loud to my boyfriend to try to bring him into the story with me, you know? The other day I read him this headline that said a UK woman murdered her abusive husband with boiling water. He was like, we don't like the same things. <laughs> Stop sharing these stories with me. Um, all right, I think that's it. Thank you guys. Julia Stone, everyone. All right. That was hilarious and phenomenal. Thank you. Um, I first, I love the inside baseball at the top. Uh, that was fun because there's like a billion Boston people here. Um, inside the mall, I'm missing like one little detail. Like, are you and your sister in the shopping cart? Is she like 
wheeling you around? No. There, so the shopping cart is just because she's a hoarder and she's buying tons of shit. Yeah. So I'd, I'd plant that seed pretty early okay. because I was thinking like, so is she... Like, does she can't, she can't afford a stroller or oh, like why is she, are yeah. you in the shopping cart? So there was just a disconnect for me that there's just like one bit of information that'll make gotcha. that just pop. Cool. And um, uh, your stage presence is awesome. You look like a cheerleader, but you're so dry. <laughs> it's great. It's like you're Thanks. like you're, you're your own juxtaposition. It's just fantastic. Thank you. And that hoarder mom joke was fucking fire. Like the end of your whole set was just all those jokes are just really well written and great and. Fantastic. The only thing I would say is on that last one, you say how much space does it take to come become to become distance? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't space bigger than distance? Like, isn't space like it's? Isn't it a funny concept that we want to take space, but space is fucking infinite? <laughs> so I don't know if there's anything in there with physics. You you look okay. really smart. It's just an unsolicited tag. Cool. Uh, are there any other? Are there other comments? Come 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 back in here and come in on mic two back here. Yeah. Uh, I really like, is this on? Yes. I really like how you use a really specific object that somebody would hoard, like the size 12 men's bowling Uh. shoes. It's just so specific. That's just perfect. Thanks. That's it. Thank you. Other comments? It was just a fucking great set. There's not a lot to comment on. Thank you. Put your hands together, everybody, for Julia Stone. Yay! Yay! All right, your next comedian, he, you might know him from the Portland scene, but he moved here to us, and he disappeared for a while, but now he's back. Put your hands together, everybody, for Colin Braun. Yay! Hi. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a set list or my notebook that I write down set lists in, so I'm just going to read through the uh, note I have on my phone. And we're going to see how it goes. Um, a handful of babies is one baby. So this is a premise I wrote down. It, it would work better as a scene on a TV show. But we are very lucky to have here a high-ranking dignitary from his homeland, the Khan Tai Sharif. Sorry, the county sheriff. This is a question I asked myself last week, and I figured I'd write it down. Why are there sports on in this gay bar? Um, So I I just turned 21 um, seven years ago, and I'm enjoying it. Um, So the same same gay bar that they had sports on. This has never happened to me before. You know how they say, if you're the smartest guy in the room, find a different room? It was like that, but no one looked better than I did. And I'm not used to that. Um, And that's really the end of that. So, okay. See, what happens is sometimes you, you, you go out into the world and you put an outfit together and you've been working out and, and you look good and you feel good. And other times you're just surrounded by ugly people and you feel good. All right. Um, <clears throat> another observation I had. Everyone in this bar is 20 and ugly. Um, so it was a gay bar. It was in Berkeley. It's called the White Horse something or other. And I, was, I, I have attention deficit disorder. And this whole pandemic, I've not really been writing because I've not really been going, going out and living. And so I got really stoned 
and I went to this bar and I got really drunk. And I was just in one of these ADHD spirals, thinking of great jokes and premises and all these other things. And I had this really amazing joke thought out and this guy came up to me, broke my concentration, and he was talking to me and I completely forgot the amazing joke that I had written. And the problem is, he was not as attractive as the joke was funny. Um, we went back to his house, but nothing happened. We just had sex. Um, so I'm partnering, up, I'm partnering up with SC Johnson, a family company, um, for a new product. See, dish soap. Here's the thing. It's marketed, it's perceived as being this weird patriarchal housewife conservative thing, you know, and, and we got to market it toward a sexier night outgoing crowd. We're going to call it Dawn After Dusk. All right. Uh, I went to Kaiser to uh, pee in a cup, and um, on my way out, I passed a thing called the Injection Clinic. And I thought, wow, you know, people are, a lot of people in show business are getting injections, collagen injections, Botox. You know, I really want, I, I want to get the lethal injection. Thank you. I've heard the lethal injection can really take care of your back pain. Just stops being an issue. And it can, I've heard it can be considered effective against some forms of lung cancer. All right. <clears throat> uh, I put on a wedding ring when I go out to bars because it sends a signal to swingers, and I'm into that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I say about my jokes, one in ten is any good. That's the only one I'm ever going to say ever again. Um, I like to do good things to make the gay community look better. I call this concept homosexual altruism. Uh, did you hear about the kindergarten teacher that brought all of his students on a trip to a minefield? They had a blast. Um, my husband said, Colin, you're an idiot. I said, Kyle, we can't both talk to me like that. Um... I'm very sex positive, except for when my dog humps another dog at the park, and in that situation, I become a waspy mother. It's not my fault. My dog is very kinky. He likes it rough. Um, non sounds like it was named after someone who just needed something to gnaw on. Don't laugh. Um, I had this big, long idea for a complicated premise, but regarding 9-11, essentially the difference between an airplane and a missile is wheels. I live in such a progressive neighborhood that I can wear a Biden-Harris t-shirt and piss off liberals. Moving on. Um, election night. There's never any analysis on Hawaii and Alaska because everybody already knows and nobody has ever cared. I'm getting a wavy sign, I guess I'm done. Um, don't, I don't need you to patronize me, but I do appreciate it, thank you. Yay for Colin Braun. Unsolicited dag, the teacher took the kids to the minefield to do something about craft, because of Minecraft, I don't know, it's kids. What was the one that everyone laughed at? Oh, there were a couple. Swingers oh, the swingers, joke? the, yeah, the wedding it, it and the It sends swingers. a signal to swingers, and I'm into that. Yeah, yeah Not, that was great. Okay, perfect. That one was, that was, that was a gem. That was the gem. Yeah. Um, you didn't you. put a star by your name, though, so you don't necessarily get comments. But thank you. 
I had to put a star by my name you to did, get you comments? Had to put, you had to put a star by your name to get comments. But well, we here's a comment a for you that was not particularly clear. Oh, I'm sorry. It's written on the page. Yeah, I have attention deficit disorder. Did you hear that part? <laughs> I don't read the instructions I'm on gonna, the white man. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I'm going to try to deal with all of your issues in the future. Put your hands together, everybody, for Colin Thank Braun. You. Yay! Have a nice night. I love you all. Except for some of you. Your next comedian hails to us from Portland. I've slept on his couch and met his roommate's cat and had a great time. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Jaron George. Yay! Yeah, there was good signals that I was next. Uh, that was good clues. I was just like, oh, yeah, that was me. All right. Hey, well, I'm back. Um, I'm back, and uh, it's nice to be back here at Mutiny Radio. Yeah. Okay. All right, all right. That was dramatic. That was a dramatic clapping. I like that. Okay. Um, how am I doing? Posture. Am I? Do I look like a black Mr. Burns or anything? Like, no, we're good. Okay. I was, I was. Um, yeah. I uh, this middle schooler was um was clowning on me on the bus and said like you look like a black Mr. Burns because like my my shoulders were down a bit and yeah I my mom told me to keep my posture up um. But like he tripped uh, when he was going um, out of the bus, and I was like, "Excellent, yes." Uh, excellent. All right, um, the mic is good. Okay, um, I, I, uh, I got high one day, and I was thinking, "Hey, uh, when was the time when white people thought like, uh, um, like when we get to say the N word now?" Um, Pam, is this like on audio only? Because I just, I'll, I'll, I'll let everyone know that um, yes, I'm a black man because I have my my voice. I sound like the. I sound like the, the first black dude to join the mafia sometimes, you know. Hey, boss, it's not me, it's Paul. It's in my voice, so just want to put it out there. Yeah, so, like, I always want to know if there was, like, a Paul Revere type of person who went to the, like, um, the nearest, like, uh, like uh, blackest town and realized, like, we're taking back the N-word. Like, we're taking it back. We're saying it. And um, you can't do anything about it. And they go back into the town hall of their town and just, like, they're taking it back. It's not powerful anymore, you guys. We gotta, we gotta try something else. I don't know. Okay. All right, y'all don't. Okay, y'all don't look back in history. Okay, that's fine. Um, I uh, I just found out what 23andMe is, um, was. Uh, it was you know the ancestry database and you know all that the DNA and stuff. And um, what I thought it was, I thought it was uh, Michael Jordan trying to find a new lover, in a reality show. Yeah. Yeah, you too? Okay. Um, yeah, the thing is, is like, um, I thought, yeah, they had to play one-on-one -on -one with the contestants, um, and uh, if they don't score at least, um, like, one point, they're going to have to, like, get off the island, and Dennis Rodman is there to get the rebound, uh, you know, so that's what I thought it was. Um, oh, and Steve Kerr, yeah, for the, yeah, for three. Um. Man, how old are you <laughs> to remember that? Hey, um, so I have good news. My mom, um, she's uh, seen someone. Uh, his name is Cliff, and um, I don't want to, you know, get excited here, but this is the six stepdad tryouts, baby. Yeah, six stepdad tryouts. Yeah, come here. I don't want to fall. All right. Yeah. This is great, y'all. I know, you know, my mom, I'm happy for my mom, too. Like, don't get me wrong. Happy, you know? Like, you know, she's getting to that age where I'm just like, Cliff, let's get this done, you know? Let's, before I was, like, overprotective and stuff, you know? But, like, now I'm just like, yeah. 
Yeah, this is I, I'm like Simon Cowell like during these times, man. Like this is my American Idol. Do you understand? Like it's like um I just don't want him to fuck it up, you know? Um not I I I know my mom, I know there's love there, like as how it was explained, but like um don't fuck it up with me, Cliff, you know? Like don't fuck it up like the last one, Nick. He got me dress socks for my birthday, all right? And Christmas is coming up. So if you if you want to get my blessings, Cliff, I want a Nintendo Switch. And some advice about 401k. I don't understand. I'm just checking, uh, yeah, just to check boxes. That's what I'm doing. I don't know what's happening. That's good stepdad advice. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll do, I'll, I'll do one more. Um, I'm always ready. Uh, I, I took Alaska Airlines. Uh, clap if you love Alaska Airlines, anyone? Okay, good. Everyone knows why you like Alaska Airlines because I know why. It's because I don't get the crazies. Like um, I know at this times, like you know, you gotta have the mask on, and a lot of times the other airlines, yeah, they gotta turn the plane around. But with Alaska Airlines, that never happens. Uh, with my experience, that never happens, and I know why. It's because like um, the the ones you know, like the Trump supporting ones, they they go for the red, white, and blue type of airlines. You know what I'm talking about? Delta, right? Is in the colors. You know it. Um, American Airlines, I don't even have to say it, you know? United, United States, I don't, okay. I, I'll keep going. Um, Southwest, you know, the trips to Vegas, of course, you know? And the last one, Spirit Airlines, well, Christians, you know? So, you know? And a more, like a lot of them, they don't even know Alaska is part of the U.S. They think it's another country, so, you know. All right, anyways, I'm Jan George. Have a good night. Yay, Jaron George. Yeah, I'll take feedback. Yeah. Oh, you'll take feedback. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I didn't okay. mean to. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't take notes. I wasn't prepared it's to okay. take feedback. No, no, it's all right. If, if you don't have any, thank you. Does anybody? Yeah. You're. I. I mean, I always love what you do. How long has it been since you've done the cake joke? Um. Uh, Did you retire it, or do you still have it in your ass? Oh shit! You remember? Um, I love your cake joke. I don't even remember which one. You it the was. one about eating? You go behind the Safeway and you eat the cake out of the bag in the oh. middle of the. Oh yeah, yeah. That one doesn't get well perceived, so that's oh. why. Oh. Yeah, I, I I now talk about the cake where like at the summer camp I worked at. Um, I go um I stole cake from like a birthday kid and I um I keep munching on it every night. Uh, that's another story. Yeah, I'm glad there's still it. cake in your act. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, there's always cake in my heart. All right. Does anyone have comments? Everybody clap wildly for Jaron George. Yay! Come here, babe. All right. Um, many of you met your next comic at the coffee shop up the street. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sam Carroll. Tell me what you eat. I might cook for you. See, it really don't matter because it's all about me and you. Ain't no one else around. What's going on? How many of you guys are from San Francisco? Or how many, I should ask, how many are you from not San Francisco? Most of you. All right. Did you guys get here in time for the uh, Fleet Week? You know what that is? See the airplanes in the sky? Well, Fleet Week is this thing in San Francisco we have where... The U.S. Navy, they'll they'll dock at at port and they'll do a bunch of cocaine in our bathrooms, in our bar bathrooms. You can hear the roaring, thundering of those lines being snorted. Yeah, we have a uh, Columbus Day coming up, or I should say Indigenous Peoples Day. It's a weird coincidence that they're on the same day. I think that's it's like it's like having Hitler's birthday on the same day as 420. I think we should move 420 to a different day. Maybe May. Put that in May. I don't know if you guys can tell. I've been microdosing crack. Is it showing? 
for creativity. Taking a shit. Sometimes I like to leave my baby in the car and tape a sign to the window that says nothing valuable inside. Oh, it's a San Francisco joke. We have lots of car break-ins here. I don't do that joke in the suburbs. It doesn't work. But I guess you guys come from broken cities, too. I like to think I'm a pretty good guy, though. Every Sunday, I go around the neighborhood and take the parking tickets off people's cars. You know, in San Francisco, we have a problem with uh, robot automation. 